Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You've got a pose in the matrix here, and uh, we have um, our faithful friend Brian with us. Hey, Brian. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing fantabulous. I got to turn my levels down a little bit, or I'm going to be blasting out the ears of some of our audience, uh, the live listeners. Anyway, <clears throat> but um, Brian, we we often get um, people that write to us because uh, we're on YouTube and we're on Rumble and. And things like that. And the crowd on Rumble, man, they're they're a tough crowd, let me tell you. Um, yeah, there we go. I did it. Uh, and I'll explain what I, I just meant by that. I, and If I try to correct this, we would never get a show done. So I'm not going to try to change myself for anybody. But um, one lady wrote to me and she says, boy, you say um so many times it drives me crazy. And what I did was I found a video of the new press secretary uh, saying um, somebody had put it together, and it's about three minutes of her answering questions going um, mm, um, yeah, mm, um, mm. And so uh, I sent that to her, and uh, I never got a response back. Uh, and then another fellow, um, I, I probably, I think the guy's got a, a pretty good heart, but doesn't know how to express himself correctly. Um, said to us that, or said to, yeah, I guess it would be us. He said, you know, why don't you tell us some stuff we don't know already? Well, the whole thing is that, you know, there, there are people that know what we know, and there are people that know more than what we know. And boy, if you do, write to me, because we'd really like to to have that information. But um, there there are scads of people out there that don't know what we've heard or what we've read or what we we researched. So, uh, we um, we present what what we know. We we can't present what we don't know, and uh, well, not without going to occult sources, and we're not going to do that. But um, so anyway, I, all I got to do to reply to that gentleman is that you know I, I realize that you know maybe we're not maybe you know everything we're presenting, and that's that's all great. But uh, if you know more. Let us know. If you don't know more, please don't write to me like that. That wasn't nice. And uh, third, if uh, if you think you could do better, then, you know, there's it's fairly cheap to start up your own radio show online, and uh, maybe you want to do that. Uh, so anyway, uh, Brian, I, let's, get, let's get this thing rolling. Tonight we're going to talk about, um, is this vaccine any good? Uh, what is it doing to people? My goodness, if, if you know anybody that's had it, you know at least one person that's, that's gotten sick from it. It's, uh, it's not just the regular pain in the arm thing and maybe the light fever that you get from the flu shot. I can't take the flu shot because it just tears me up. It gives me the flu. And I know doctors will always say, well, that's not true. You don't get the flu. Well, you know what, doc, let's you and I trade places and, uh, you know, let me give you a shot that'll affect you the way the flu shot affects me. And we'll see if you have the same opinion afterwards. But uh, I, uh, it's 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 incredible how people develop their opinions. Because if you talk to any of your friends or friends of friends or people on the, on your job, if you work, and uh, you're always going to get different opinions about everything. So some of the people that got the flu shot, or excuse me, the COVID shot, uh, they got it and they didn't feel so bad. Okay, maybe some of them did, and they just don't want to buck up and say it. Uh, but uh, most of the people that I know that got it uh, have li- have missed at least a day or two of work 
And the funny thing is, you know, the real funny thing is about working for the entity I work for, uh, they were real quick to, to give you time off when you, uh, when you actually had COVID or they suspected you, you did. And, um, but when they give you something, when they put a shot in your arm and you come down with the flu, they expect you to use your sick time for it. That doesn't make sense to me. You know, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, here, let me get you sick. And then when you get sick, you use your sick time in order to, to, uh, to make up for your hours. And, but, you know, I work for a, a governmental agency, um, here in Oregon. And, um, I've never known a governmental agency to, to think clearly or to make, um, <clears throat> the right decision the first time or even the second time for that matter. So, um, Brian, have you known anybody that's come to work or, you know, has, has said that they've gotten sick from this vaccine? I, I don't know anybody personally yet um, that at my work. I've heard of people, uh, friends of friends that have gotten the vaccine, uh, especially like you mentioned earlier before, before we got on air, um, the second dose. Mm-hmm. And they got sick. They got flu-like symptoms. I don't know anybody personally, just friends of a friend. So yeah, I, I've heard about it happening. I've, I've also read where um, that uh, I have an article on my phone that I've been researching that 63 people who got the vaccine got COVID anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, but um, when you put something out that fast, in just a few months, where it takes three to five years, it's got to make you nervous. It's right. got to, it makes me nervous. So, I, I mean, everybody has their own decision to make with it. And, and there's some people out there that are really afraid of the virus. They have underlying conditions. I get it. But really do your research. Don't just trust government, air quote, telling you that it's safe without doing your own research. Um, so, yeah, I, I the, the vaccine. And there's more than one company. Bill Gates is part of this, too. He's got uh, several companies that he has funded uh, that uh, make the vaccines. And um, I was reading an article earlier today, folks, that um, that Bill Gates bragged about how it can change your DNA. Right. Is that true? I don't know. With all this information flying around about the election and all the stuff that's been going on, you really got to be careful. But. It wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, the the whole new world order Illuminati uh, code is to eliminate the population of the world, to depopulate the world through war, through disease, through whatever means they can. And that's not conspiracy. You just go look it up. That's what they believe. That's what they want to do. Um, right. They they outwardly talk about it now. And uh, Bill Gates is one of those guys. He he wants to depopulate the earth. He wants the elites, obviously, uh, will be part of the population. Isn't that weird? And so is this vaccine going to do that? I don't know. It's too new. I mean, it's getting people sick. Um, it definitely is getting people sick. And uh, people are taking it, and and it's not doing good. So who knows? With that? It's so early. The COVID's only barely a year old. And it takes years for vaccines to be tested. It takes years of of studies to find out what it really does to people. Um, I mean, my kids are older now, but um, uh, I have uh, grandkids and 
I have some nieces and nephews, and one of my nephews, who I mentioned the name, uh, got a vaccine shot, and they, you know about this person, and uh, that young child died a few years ago from a right. vaccine. So, you know, there's always a one in a million, right? But um, who says it's one in a million? I, I know Bill Gates was part of a project years ago and tested vaccine in Africa, and a lot of Africans died from it. But you don't hear that on the local news, but he, he did. It's like it was like a testing ground for vaccines. And um, mm -hmm. so you got to be careful. Test everything. You know, don't just take something because somebody tells you to take it. And that goes for your own doctor. Like my doctor uh, always asks me every time I go in, you want a flu shot? I just say no. And uh, and that's just me, folks. Um, I know people out there who need the flu shot. That's fine. But I, I I don't take the flu shot, and uh, but he always asked me, and actually kind of push it on me. He asked me every time, and kind of pushes it because of my age, and uh, I I don't do that because I don't feel comfortable uh, putting something in my body that I don't know all the ingredients that are in it. Right. So I'm you're literally eating something or putting something in your body, and you don't know what the ingredients are. And if you do know what the ingredients are, do you know what those ingredients actually do? It's one thing to know the name of the ingredient, but it's another thing to know what they actually do to your body when it's in your body. Right. And everybody is different, no pun intended, but it is. And so we all ingest and we all digest, we all chemically uh, are different and we process things differently. So what might be okay for me may not be okay for somebody else. So I'm sorry that's to go good. on here, Dave. But no, that's okay. Vaccine, no, it's good. The vaccine, um, folks, you gotta you gotta be careful. Um, if it changes your DNA, you may not feel it. You know, you're not gonna feel it right away. But it's it's just like um, asbestosis, asbestos. That's been around for decades and decades and decades. And people used to work with it in our shipyards with no mass, no nothing. Oh, it's in the government even back in the 40s. Oh, it's safe, nothing to worry about. Now. Thousands, if not tens of thousands of our American family have died from asbestosis. Yeah. They found out later that those little fibers get in your lung and it only takes one fiber and your lung starts to die where that fiber is ingested uh, in, in the lung. So it's the same thing. We didn't know way back then. Now everybody knows about asbestos and it's deadly. Everybody knows that. Most people do. Right. And we take precautions. Even our home homes, we... You have the popcorn ceiling in your house, most likely it could be. You have it tested, and if it is, you remove it. Um, but we don't know what this vaccine really can do, what really is in it, because there's more than one company making them. So how, how do we know? We don't know. And I don't want to be a guinea pig. Um, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, going to right now say no. And, and see where this vaccine goes and how it's what happens. But I'm going to trust my immune system to fight off anything. And I know there's folks out there, you guys, you know, some of you got weak immune systems. You got uh, the underlying conditions. I get it. If you feel like you have to take the vaccine, that's on you. That's up to you. But make sure you research it and know what's in it before you. Sometimes the cure is worse than the disease. Right. If you think you're sick now, if you get a vaccine that's bad for you, you might wish you had your 
sickness back because it could really, really harm you. So, right. Right. Anyway. No, I had um, I, I had a chat with my doctor a couple of weeks ago. I, I had to call him about something else. And um, so he was we were looking at different factors and everything. And he says, now he's very pro vaccine <clears throat> right now anyway, until people start, you know, killing over. But anyway, he said, well, he says, I don't want to talk with you about the vaccine. He says, because I'll get mad and I'll start yelling on, on the, you know, over the the video chat we were having. He says, so let's just not talk about that. <laughs> okay. And I said, all right. But, um, yes, there are different ones. Uh, cause I see Winsong asked about that. And I, I know you were addressing that too, uh, Brian, but, uh, the two that, uh, let's see, um, was it AstraZeneca is the one that's the, oh, no Pfizer and, and Moderna for sure yeah. are, are, uh, MRNA. Uh, and M, the M stands for mitochondrial, and that's the part of your cell that um, it basically is the uh, the mitochondria in your cell, uh, aside from the um, nucleus, has a lot of uh, genetic information in it. And um, so what what the traditional vaccine used to do, like the flu vaccine, is they take um, either dead or um, severely um, disabled uh pieces of um the flu and they inject it into you and your body recognizes that and then it makes antibodies now i'm not saying that i like those either because i don't get those either they give me the flu like i said earlier um plus a lot of them have uh thimerosal in them which is a form of mercury or a byproduct of mercury and i don't want to be injecting heavy metals into my body but um but that that's the traditional but what the um the mrna does from what i understand and instead of um producing or uh, introducing parts of dead parts of a virus let's say so that the body recognizes it and builds up an immunity strands of it actually go into your cells and then they cause your cells to to uh make antibodies um and it's it's unproven, and it's interesting that you brought up uh, the, at the Africa thing, um, uh, Brian, because um, you know there's this big push now uh, against the vaccine, against the COVID nineteen vaccine, because uh, there were no animal trials, and 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 I, I just want to qu- clarify that I'm not making any reference to um, different qualities of human beings or different subspecies or whatever, but isn't it interesting? How science, um, when you when you read or you when you look about let's, let's just say evolution, when you study evolution as we did in school, how come the um, the early forms of man always looked black, but as man progressed in in the evolutionary scheme of things, which we don't believe in, um, all of a sudden they they start sh- showing white Homo sapiens, you know, almost to suggest that the blacks are are less than human beings, um, which was an excuse that was used back in slavery and, and all throughout history. Um, but why do they, why do they always feel like they, well, maybe for financial reasons, you really, if you go into a country where everybody's poor, nobody's going to sue you if, you know, your relative dies, mm-hmm. but, uh, but maybe just maybe they, they, um, they, they look at it as, um, maybe an advanced animal trial kind of thing. Which is totally wrong, and but I'll tell you, if I was a, a black American or 
or an African, I would just be up in arms about that. You know, why do you always go over there to test it instead of testing it on, on Americans or Canadians or, or even Latins or whatever, you know, in Europe or whatever, you know, why does it always have to be that it's taken to Africa to, to be tested? And, and, um, well, I'll tell you, science is one of the, the one of the most uh, racist forms of, uh, uh, thinking that there is, it really is because, uh, um, like I, like I said, the, the, uh, one of the main complaints is that this vaccine has not been tested on animals uh, and saying that we're the guinea pigs, you know, and, uh, and that's true. It's true. The humans are the animals basically that they're using to test this vaccine, or I don't even think they're testing it. I think they know what it's, what's going to happen, but, um, <clears throat> it's, um, it's a sad state of affairs that, uh, they think that they have to, uh, uh, well, you know, you and I are under the impression that this COVID thing is not as bad as they're, they're cooking it up to be now. Yeah, I know there are people out there, um, who, who have had relatives that have died from COVID-19, but then <clears throat> I have to really question if they really had COVID-19 or if that led to their death or did they have underlying causes? Um, uh, <clears throat> uh, just recently, uh, well, let's put it this way. If you're over 60, that they, they count that as a factor right there. Okay. It's one of the factors my doctor told me about when we were talking. Um, there was a few others. Obesity was another one. And there was a couple of others. I can't remember. Um, but, um, so, uh, so it's pretty established that it, um, it can take an older person better, not better, but, um, easier. It can, can kill an older person easier than it can kill a younger person. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Younger people are stronger. They have stronger immune systems in most cases. Um, they're able to withstand, and some of them don't even feel the uh, feel the disease once they get it. And then there's a question, you know, does your blood type have anything to do with it? Well, the Chinese said yes. If you have type O blood, you're less likely to get a serious case of it, and you're more likely to overcome it a lot easier than if you have a, a type A blood, Okay. Now, bear in mind, that's a Chinese test. It was never submitted to peers, as far as I know. Uh, There's no peer view and stuff like that, but it's something to think about. And, um, but one thing that, that when you were talking, Brian, it just hit me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about false flags all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, so, you know, what if, what if there's a scenario where there's a double false flag? Okay, so you have the you have the the deep state or the uh, uh, the world government, whatever you want to call them, trying to, to take over the United States and Europe, for that matter. And um, but they, you know, they can't come out right out and do it. The people would revolt, and they are revolting, which is amazing. But um, so what you do is you create a you rec- you create a uh, a flu or a virus or something like that. So that while people are preoccupied with the virus, politically, you're, you're changing things around. Economically, you're changing things around. Um, the new normal <clears throat> that they're talking about, you know, that new normal basically is you and I accepting that, you know, that there's going to be rich and poor, that there's going to be no more middle class. That's what their new normal is. So, but how do they do that? How do they disenfranchise the, the middle class except to shut all the stores down to shut all the businesses down, to make people poor, 
and that way you blame it on a virus. So you got the virus, that's one of the uh, mm-hmm. false flags that's flying. And then you got the, um, you got other things that are working against you too. Um, uh, well, what is it? The um, going after Trump, you know, Trump, he's a crook. And, and then you have the, uh, the, the thing at the Capitol uh, last month. Um, yeah, it was last month. Today's the first um, where, um, you know, people storming the Capitol and then blaming it on conservatives when it was clearly Antifa that went in there. And um, so they got they got five or six false flags flying. And you and I have to decide which one is impor- the most important and, and kind of put them in a cadence. Well, here's a newsflash. They're all important. All the false flags are important because the uh, the COVID thing is a pandemic. It's not a pandemic. Um, they're now they're starting to come back after Biden got into office. They're starting to come back with the idea that maybe hydrochloroquine is effective in fighting the the uh, COVID nineteen virus. The whole time Trump was taking it and tried to prove that it worked. Oh, uh, he's a crazy man. Now there's no efficacy in this study. But then all of a sudden Biden gets in. Oh yeah, well you know what? There, there may be some evidence that it does work. You know, and um, and then you got these knuckleheads like uh, Gavin Newsom and and uh, Governor Cuomo of um, uh, New York saying, well, you know, I think we're, we're going to start opening up now. I think that's a good idea. Well, they've been saying that for months that look at the South Dakota where Eric lives, you know, um, that state has never been shut down. They've never been mandated to wear masks. The stores have all been open the whole time. Florida's been open for a long time. And yes, there there is a virus down there or something that's going on. But people are just saying, hey, you know, if I get sick, I get sick. And there's every evidence to prove that it's not as virulent as they thought it was at the beginning. Um, yes, it does people, make people sick. And and it, there are certain people that have uh, underlying conditions that it puts in the hospital. But Brian, you were mentioning something about hospitals getting kickbacks from this and um so the hospitals are getting payoffs too so i can't remember the whole story so you want to kind of repeat it yeah um supposedly and this is what i've read and you can look, look up online but that there has to they have to have a certain amount of covid patients admitted to their hospital i, I think it's like 150 160 depending on the size of the hospital and once they reach their quota, their quote, then they get like 75 to 70, I think $77,000 per COVID patient is given to them by the federal government. Right. So they have a huge incentive to diagnose COVID. That's why I have an article right here I could read uh, about, I think it's in Michigan. Uh, I have to look it up. It's right in front of me on my phone that the COVID death rate has been exaggerated by at least 40%. Two congressmen in the state are calling for an audit, a nationwide audit of the COVID deaths, that the actual deaths are probably 50% less minimum of what we see. So you you get in a car wreck, you die from a car wreck, uh, and then they test your blood for COVID, you have COVID, they write it down as a COVID death, even though you died from an impact from a car accident. Right. So uh, same thing with a gunshot and same thing with a heart attack. And you could have die of diabetes. You could have had it all your life and it finally gets you. It's COVID. 
and these doctors are told to diagnose them uh, COVID because it's money. It's seven, it's almost a hundred grand a person. Well, that's uh-huh. what say three quarters of a hundred. That's a lot of money, and per that's millions of dollars for a hospital. No wonder the hospitals are flooded with COVID patients. It's a yeah. money maker. That's I mean, right. man, I'd go out and start pulling people off the street if I was a hospital administrator. Come here. Let's test you, see if you have COVID. Are you sick? Is your nose yeah. running? Oh, you look like we need to admit you right now. And you're going, what, what, what? Oh, that, uh, ching, there's $77,000 right there. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, you know, Dave, you mentioned something uh, about how they use these things to change our country. And I was reminded, and everybody listening remembers, 9-11. Yeah. Before 9-11, we used to be able to walk right up to the terminal, right up to where the plane we load, and our family could be with us. Right. And then after 9-11, we had to take our shoes off, our belts off. We had to take our jackets off. We had to, we couldn't bring little bottles of shampoo on the plane. It had to be in, uh, couldn't be in your carry-on. All that changed immediately within a few months. Instead of, it's just, instead of going after the terrorists, they, and they, they went after the American people. Right. Because most terrorists, and I see, I know why they did it. It was under the guise of protecting us. But they could have protected us without making us do all that stuff, without taking our freedoms away. They could have done that. But this, I started, I was really been thinking about this today, all that's been happening to us in our country in the last 10 to 20 years. And it all comes down to really one thing. Control of our government, control of the people. They want to control the people. That's us. They don't want us to be free. They don't want us to have freedom of speech. They don't want us to do these things because if we do these things, if we have this freedom, we can push back. And they don't want us to push back. They want to take everything. And think about it, folks. Think about what's happened to us in the last 21 years since 9-11 or 20 years now. we, we can't fly like we used to. It took those, and we can, but it's you, you got to do all the things I mentioned before. Um, California's got this new driver's license you have to have in order to even fly. It's been put on hold because of COVID, but they're going to be pushing that pretty soon. If you don't have the service, the certain kind of driver's license, you can't fly. Right. Uh, any, uh, now they're talking about, uh, there's a, legend, a Democrat, in the, and I think in the House, who's talking about... Uh, copying China and using your credit score to determine what you can do. If your credit score, it's actually called a social score. It's like a credit score. It takes into account um, many things like let's say uh, you're saying something against the government that will ding your credit, your social credit score. Mm-hmm. And they actually have this in China and now they're arresting people. And if your score is too low, you can't get on a train, you can't fly, you can't buy a car, you can't get a bank account or checking account. Right. And they're actually talking about doing this here. And I think in the next few weeks and months, you're going to hear about this more and more on the news. And because uh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen here. And as it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And what they want is a, what, what, what's going on is a one world government wants to take over. And this has been going on actually for centuries, but the big push has been the last, say, 60, 70 years uh, is the big push to bring about a one world government with a one world leader with a few people running the whole thing. 
think about think about these uh, tech companies and these phar pharmaceutical companies making the vaccines. The governments, the tech companies, the vaccine companies, the hospitals, the insurance companies, the banks, all they are all tied together. They're all married together. And yeah. the government is running all of them now. The tech companies are being used as a tool to control us. And I did some research. There's no cell phone out there that they can't track. You can turn it off and you think it's off. It can still track. If you can have an older cell phone and you take the battery out, maybe then you can do that. Right. Uh, maybe maybe uh, you might be able to get a, a lead box or some kind of box to put your phone in where they can't track you. But as soon as you take it out of that box, they can track you. Yeah. They can even track you even with your phones turned off and dead. Yeah. Um, I, I found out the other day from a friend, I was on phone call with him. And I said, I go, oh, oh this is weird. There's a little green dot up on my right-hand corner of my phone. And he goes, they're, try they're listening. To you. They're recording your phone call. Uh -huh. I go, what? Yeah. And I think maybe you told me that, Dave. Was it you that told me that? Um, no, but I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you see that little dot up there when you're on the phone, so it doesn't mean they're listening to it, but they're recording it and putting it in a in a memory bank somewhere. The NSA. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason and the reason they're doing this, folks, is they have all this information about us. They can blackmail you. They can use it to force you to do stuff. There's things maybe you have done that you're not a, you're not proud of. Everybody's done stuff. Everybody. We're human. But they're going to use those things against us to force us to do what they want us to do or not do. And this yeah. whole COVID thing is no accident that it's 20 years almost since 9-11. They used 9-11 to do this, to do the very, they got, that was the first phase. 9-11 was the first phase to get yeah. us used to the government surveilling us. The second phase is this COVID. Now they're amping up and they're going to do more than surveil us. They, uh, Elon Musk is putting satellites in orbit, I think 60 or 70 of them, to, uh -huh. uh, supposedly for the weather, to monitor the weather and to help sell service. Well, I'll sell you a bridge in the desert if that's what they're going to be used for. I think they're going to be used for tracking everybody. I think they have a capability that the military can use them. We yeah. don't know. We don't know for sure. I'm just telling you, the way you, if you want to know what's going to happen tomorrow, look at yesterday. Look at the past and um, this new Biden government that we have, 100% socialist. They actually, uh, Biden has allowed China to take control of the power grid. And uh, that can't be good. And this virus and this vaccine is used to put fear in us. This whole, if you don't take the vaccine, you're going to spread the COVID. If you don't take the vaccine, your kids can't go back to school or you can't go back to a job. Uh, if you don't take it and somebody gets sick, they die. You killed them. Right. Everything, fear, manipulation. That's all it is. And this is exactly what's happening to us, America, happened right before World War II. Yeah. It's exactly the same. The only difference is we have more technology. That's the, 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 the same thing's happening. And World War III is going to happen soon. I don't know when, but until it does, 
we need to take our country back. And the way you take your country back uh, is, well, in podcasts like this or uh, like the Reddit. Uh, you guys heard about, you've heard Dave, what's going on with Reddit and right. GameStop. Uh-huh. Um, those guys use the system to fight back. I, I'm proud of them that they did that. I like, That's a smart idea. Wow. And we're not done yet. This is America. God's in control. God's on our dollar bill. He's on our money. He's, he helped form the constitution of this country. And they're using uh, terror tactics. They're using vaccines and uh, pestilence and diseases to scare us to do what they want us to do. And what they want us to do is they want us to bow before them and do exactly what they want us to do and not say anything. Right. And that, that's what they want. And the only way to, to keep that from happening is not to be silent. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying for armed conflict, anything like that, but this, this vaccine is the latest stage. It's like, we're going to give it to the people. They know it's not going to, they know it's not tested hundred percent and it may kill a few people in the beginning, but if I'm still here, only God knows our days. Maybe 10 years from now, there's a rash of people dying of cancer. What happened? Why is all these people dying of cancer? Why is so many people have Alzheimer's? What's going on here? And this whole generation that's living now starts to get sick, like really sick. And there are two, or also I believe uh, I read, David, it changes your DNA and it makes your DNA supposedly fight the disease. But also, I've researched, I could be wrong here, it changes your DNA, which changes you. Right. It might make you more passive. You don't like, you don't care anymore, like almost like a lobotomy, but not Mm -hmm. to that, uh, that extent, but where you just like, you know what, I'm not worried about it. I got a job. As long as they leave me alone, I'm okay. Everything's good. Everything's fine. You know, I mean, they're messing with our bodies now. They they sprayed the atmosphere with chemicals from airplanes. Now they're taking and putting it in our bodies. Right. And uh, and uh, I just think that America needs to wake up. We need to wake up, and um, and we need to start voting people in that have our best interests, and we need to start pressuring the government to fix our voting systems like these mail-in ballots that in our last election, they cheated. They got away with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, if we don't start changing these things, then we're not going to have an America very much longer. And, uh, but there's still hope there is. And right. I, I'm hoping because um, there's a lot of good people who live in this country and that are God fearing people that um, won't that, aren't going to let that happen. Yeah. So anyway, but sorry to go on. Guy no, no, that's days. okay. No, but you know, um, yeah, the, the interesting, no, that's okay. Um, the interesting thing is that, um, and to add on to the, the interesting stuff you came out with or you gave us, um, it's, um, you know, they, they always act like they don't know what it's going to do. You know, it's, Oh, we don't know if this is going to happen. Well, I, you know, I call stupid on that because they do know. Um, yeah. When they when they dropped the atomic bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they didn't. 
well, we don't know if it's going to have any long-range effects. Well, all you got to do is go back and look at Madame Curie. Um, she used to do a lot of um, experiments with radium. She got cancer. She died. Um, when they first found out that uranium was, um, and I can't remember the story, but I do I know this is a true story, but I don't remember the characters. Um, there was actually um, a man who had, I, I think it was a couple of pieces of uranium, and he slammed them together. And when he did, there was a bright glow in the room. Now, there wasn't an explosion or anything, but there was a bright glow in the room. And I think he died not long after that, too. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, anybody that did survive the nuclear explosion, and, and maybe they survived it unscathed, really didn't. Because years later, when they decided to get married and have children, the children came out deformed. And that went for two or three generations of that happening. Um so they, they knew the effects. Now, um, I, I happened to work with a, a young lady one time. I think her name was Sandy. I, I don't remember. It's been a long time. But she had just gotten out of pharmacy school. She'd been in the military, and she'd been over in, um, I think it was the first desert storm in the early 1990s. And um, while they were at the air base, they had all these detectors that were set up for biologicals, for, you know, for, for um for nuclear and stuff like that. If it was ever detected, that way people could be warned. And she was a helicopter pilot over there and uh, she flew an attack helicopter and boy, some really neat stories. I'll tell you, but um, she said one day, she says we were just walking around the base and the alarms went off for biologicals. And she says, and they didn't stay on very long. They went off. And when they started asking questions, well, nah, it was nothing. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It was nothing. You know, well, about five years later, she's out of the military. She came down with an autoimmune disease. I can't remember which one it was. And then she started talking to some of her other friends that were out there. They were all coming down with autoimmune diseases. So, like you said, it doesn't, you know, getting the injection, you may not feel it the next day, the next week, maybe not even in the next year. But, you know, we're talking about 10 years down the road here because I think I was working with her. Um, yeah, it was probably about 10, 10 or 12 years after Desert Storm, the first Desert Storm. And, um, you know, so it took uh, 10 to 12 years for this, this um, autoimmune disease to start manifesting itself in her. So, and I just felt so bad for her, you know, because all she did was want to fight for our country. And, well, she thought she was fighting for our country. We were fighting for the Arabs, actually. But, um, <clears throat> but um you know, and, and she just wanted to, to do something worthwhile, uh, something that would mean something. And she ended up, I don't know if she's still around or not, to tell you the truth. I haven't seen her in a number of decades, actually, now. But um, so, you know, just because it's not hurting you today doesn't mean it's not going to hurt you tomorrow. And I think Brian came said that several times while he was talking. and But there's just some proof. Now, um you know, back in in the forties, and I you, you you had a segue into this before Brian. It was great because uh, you brought up World War Two and then World War Three. Um, but <clears throat> at the end of World War Two, um, and if you think we won World War Two, you're you're grossly mistaken. Yes, we may have won the physical war, but we lost the psychological war, and um, are still losing it because Project Paperclip brought over a lot of the scientists. Um, a lot of spies from Germany, and they 
they uh, formed the um, CIA. <laughs> used to be called the OSS, but um, 1946 or 47, I think, uh, the CIA was uh, introduced, and it was, um, I think it was Homs Kamler. Um, I could be wrong. I can't remember the name of the guy that came over and started it. But, um, uh, yeah, I think that was his name. Either that or he was involved with the um, Nazi bell. I can't remember. Jim would know. But, um, anyway, um, the, the the doctors and others that were uh, brought to the Nuremberg trials after the war, a lot of them tried to use the excuse, I was just following orders, you know, and um, – so it's it was during the Nuremberg trials that that became a uh, a major faux pas that you know now now when you say that uh, you, it doesn't fly. As a matter of fact, um, in Vietnam, if you, if you're old enough to remember this, um, I know I am and Brian is, but for the sake of our ladies, I'm not going to ask how old they are, the ones that listen uh, or gentlemen. But um, back in the Vietnam War, um, there was something called the My Lai Massacre. And, um, it was, it was a tough thing over there because the Americans didn't know, we didn't know who we were fighting. You know, the, um, you know, you might have dinner with some guy one night and the next morning he was trying to aim his gun at you or stabbing you with a bayonet or something. You know, it's, it was really hard to figure out who was who. And these, um, insurgents would hide among the population. The population was scared and didn't say anything. You can't blame them. Um, so what Callie did with his men is, uh, he ordered them to go into, uh, a village and just start massacring everybody, figuring, well, you know, if we kill everybody, we've killed at least one or two, the bad guys. Um, now there were some soldiers that hid some of the people and, and they were recognized 30 years later. Um, up until then they were often called traitors and stuff like that, but they hid some of the people and shielded them from being, uh, massacred and, uh, you know, God bless those people and their families, because uh, I, I guess a lot of them now, that generation is passing. But um, So uh, they tried to use that. You know, it was only following orders. Well, Callie, I think, was found guilty and sent to prison. And um, the other officers were, uh, not officers, but the enlisted men were uh, reprimanded and stuff like that. Um, but uh, Callie did you know, the buck stopped with him and he, uh, he did get uh, some jail time out of it. But, um, uh, what I wanted to talk about was that, um, you know, the Nuremberg trials were, were, um, if you ever read about them and matter of fact, there was a movie that was made about that time, uh, trials at Nuremberg or something. I can't remember. Um, and it was about, I think Gary Cooper played one of the lawyers that, uh, was prosecuting these Germans, um, and the Germans rose, I was just following orders. I was just following orders. Well, that, that didn't fly in this. Um, but, um, there were certain principles that, um, that came out of the, uh, the Nuremberg trials that I think today are being, um, are being, uh, committed again or, or being offended. I should say if they're principles, there's offenses going on against the principles. Um, and, uh, Bill Gates is the first one that comes to mind because he's pushing this vaccine and, you know, Lord, Lord only knows what this vaccine is going to do to us or whoever takes it. Um, and, uh, and if you've taken it, I don't want to scare you. You know, there's a really simple way to, to negate the, the negative effects of it. If you're a believer, just pray to the Lord, just, 
takes away the negative effects of the vaccine. And I guarantee you that you'll probably survive and have no problems whatsoever. Okay. Um, he, he said uh, in scripture that uh, there's no weapon formed against you that will prosper. Uh, he who watches Israel neither slumbers or sleeps, so he knows what's happened. And he's just willing for you to ask him to take care of it and to negate the uh, bad side effects of the vaccine. Because um, I, I know that, you know, talking about all this stuff is uh, it's quite distressing. and can worry people if they've already taken it. But there's like, like um, everything else in this world, it seems um, Yahweh has made a way to negate evil and use it for his own good. And, and for your own good, too, if you're one of his followers. Um, through our, through our Lord and Savior Yeshua or Jesus, some of you call him. Um, but um, so anyway, there's um, if, if I could real quick, there was uh, seven principles, um, and I'm going to read those. And then there's there was something that was especially for doctors. That's really going to apply to what we're talking about tonight. Uh, so principle one that came out of the uh, Nuremberg trials. Any person who commits an act which constitutes a crime under international law is responsible, therefore, and liable for punishment. Clear and simple, right? Uh, Principle number two, the fact that international law does not impose a penalty for an act which constitutes a crime under international law does not relieve the person who committed the act from responsibility under international law. And you probably heard that some of our sometimes they throw this in if our soldiers have been overseas well they they violated international law you know the uh you know but you know war is a whole different thing okay uh but there is a military code of conduct which needs to be followed and if it's not then our military needs to go after them and if they don't then uh then they should be turned over to uh international courts but thank God that hasn't happened yet so um, anyway, uh, principle three, the fact that a person who committed an act which constitutes a crime under international law acted as head of state or responsible government official does not relieve him from responsibility un- under international law. And I wish that they would change that and put or or um, is head of an international organization um, because that's what Bill Gates is. And anyway, maybe that'll change. Um Let's see, principle five, the fact that a person acted pursuant to the order of his government or a superior does not relieve him from the responsibility under international law, provided a moral choice was in fact possible to him. Um, hence, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Calley and, and his men, you know, the ones that took the other course and saved, his, saved some of the Vietnamese people. Um, you know, there was another course to take. They didn't have to all be killed. And uh, that's why those guys received uh, rewards, some of them posthumously, uh, for what they did. Uh, Principle 5, any person charged with a crime under international law has the right to a fair trial on the facts and law. Yeah, I don't know how you get that in in this new world. But anyway, uh, number 6, the crimes hereafter, excuse me, hereinafter, set out are punishable as crimes under international law. There's crimes against peace, uh, uh, planning, preparation, initiation, or waging a war of aggression or a war of violation of international treaties, agreements, or assurances. 
and the second part of that is participation in common plan or conspiracy for the accomplishment of any acts mentioned under I or two or that's no, number number one. I always get mixed up with those small letters. Um, so if you're uh, a um, a conspiratorial person that was planning, uh, just because you didn't do it doesn't mean you get out of it. Okay, now that's that has a lot to do with what's going on with uh, in the world today. Uh, there's a lot of people that are conspiring to take over the world, and just because they may not be the the major conspirators doesn't mean that they get off with it. Okay, because in essence it refers back to the other law where you know, hey, I <laughs> that's what I was ordered to do. Um, let's see, B war crimes, violations of the laws of custom and customs of war which include but are not limited to murder, ill-treatment, deportation, or slave labor. Boy, how's that with, with all the sex slave trafficking that's going on? For any other purposes of civilian population or in an occupied territory, uh, murder or ill-treatment of prisoners of war, persons of the seas, uh, killings of hostages, plunder of public or private property, wanton destructions of cities, towns, or villages, or devastations, not just by military necessity. And I think killing, trying to kill 6 billion people all around the world kind of falls under that one. Uh, Mr. Gates. Oh, I mean, that guy hangs from the, the yard arm. Um, I think we should have a day to celebrate that. Um, Lord, forgive me if I'm wrong thinking that way. Um, and then crimes against humanity is the third category. Murder, extermination, enslavement, deportation, and other inhumane acts done against uh, any civilian population, hence we have the child sex uh, slave trafficking, or persecutions, or political, racial, or on religious grounds. When such acts are done, uh, or such persecutions is carried out in execution of or in connection with any crime against peace, or, or war crime, uh, leaders, organizers, instigators, uh, accomplices participating in the formulation or execution of common plan or conspiracy to commit any of the foregoing crimes are responsible for the acts performed by any persons in execution of such a plan. Boy, I'll tell you, if they if they enacted that one, you could arrest Bill Gates and the whole kit and caboodle of scientists that have put that those um, poisons together to inject into people. I'm telling you, if we could just follow this international law, um, it seems to supersede the uh, American law in that, you know, we can't, and here in the United States, you can't sue um, pharmaceutical companies. Um, so that means they're, you know, they can do anything they want to. <laughs> they can kill all the billions of people around the world and, and get away with it, according to the way the laws are written, except for this. Okay, and then the last one complicity in the commission or crime against peace, a, a war crime or a crime against humanity as set forth in principle four is a crime under international law. Okay. Now the doctors tried to say that in Nazi Germany tried to say that, uh, you know, that, Oh, we were just doing this for experimental purposes or we were, you know, you hear it many times and it just sickens me when I hear, well, you know, the the things that happened that Dr. Mengele did weren't all bad because, you know, because of him, we learned about altitude sickness and 
because of him, we learned about this. Well, there were other ways to do that, not without torturing people and killing them and maiming them and skinning them and cutting limbs off while they were awake. Um, okay. I'll to cut to the chase here. The indictments against these men. Um, now, some of them, if I, I, this is on Wikipedia, all you got to do is type in um, uh, doctor's trials or doctor's trial, um, Nuremberg. And uh, uh, some of them were exonerated. Some of them were acquitted. Uh, some of them were executed. And they were all executed on the same day, too, in June of 1948. Um but there was one particularly wicked one, and he's down here on the list. Um, Wolfram Sievers. Now, there's a nice German name. Um, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce what he his uh, title was. Standartenfuhrer, I guess is how it's pronounced, or, or Colonel. Okay, why does German have to be so hard? You know, Colonel is so much easier to say. Um, he was a Colonel of the SS, Reich manager at the... Uh, Andernebe Society and director of the Institute of Military Scientific Research, which is basically like saying he worked in a pharmaceutical lab. Uh, he were directed it. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, he was he was executed and and rightfully so. Um, but there are four um, indictments that these men were tried under. And um, real quick, I'll read them real quick because I know that we don't have all the time in the world. Um, uh, the first one was conspiracy to commit war crimes and crimes against humanity as described in counts two and three, which I'll read, uh, count two war crimes, performing medical experiments without the subject's consent or prisoners of war and civilians of occupied countries. In the course of which experiments, the uh, defendants committed murders, brutalities, cruelties, tortures, atrocities, and other inhumane acts. Also planning and performing of mass murder of prisoners of war and civilians of occupied countries, stigmatized at age, insane, incurable, ill, deformed, and so on, by gas, lethal injection, lethal injection, hmm. um, and diverse and other means in nursing homes, hospitals, and asylums during the euthanasia program and participating in the mass murder of concentration camp inmates. Uh, number three, uh, crimes against humanity, committing crimes described under count two, also on German nationals. And number four is membership in the criminal organization, the SS. It's interesting that all of them that were, um, that were uh, executed were members of the SS. Um, but I, what I particularly found interesting is that... Um, Without the subject's consent. Okay. Now, yes, a lot of people are taking these vaccines and giving consent. But why are they giving consent? Well, first of all, they're being lied to that this is a, a pandemic that's going to kill them. Okay. Maybe they're being told that if you don't get this, you're not going to be able to work here anymore. That is definitely... Um, acting without your consent because that, now you have to consent to get it because you, you need employment. You need gainful employment to make, make a living. Um, there are scads of different things that you can, you know, um, what about, uh, prisoners in jail? You know, um, or do they have to take it or are they required to take it without their, 
Uh, we think back to the, the Tuskegee experiments back in the early 1900s, where they purposefully um, uh, injected uh, African Americans with syphilis, and not to see if they could cure them, but to see what the syphilis will do. Well, to me, that's a war crime. I'm sorry, or uh, it's, it falls under this indictment. Um, and um, what about? Um, and here's a scenario that I thought about. What about if you belong to an HMO? What's an HMO? It's a health maintenance organization, and it means to maintain your health. They want to maintain your health. Now, you could say that maybe they want. If you have bad health, they want to maintain that. You know, uh, maintenance is a really weird word to use in that in that whole scenario. But um, let's just say that you know you have a couple of underlying health conditions. And um, you go to your doctor, and he says, now, you need to get the shot. Well, why do I need to get the shot? I don't want the shot. Well, you know, you've got some underlying conditions, and it could kill you. Well, the underlying conditions are going to kill me anyway, aren't they, someday? <laughs> well, yeah, but this will keep you alive longer, you know, and, and stuff. And um, So that's, that's kind of a pressure tactic. Um, and some of it has probably been used on some of you. Um, in order to get you to take that shot. And um, when you read about some of the side effects, one of them is anaphylaxis. I don't know if you know what that is, but it means it's a, it's a very severe uh, allergic reaction where you your throat closes up, you might get a severe rash. Um, basically, anaphylaxis, if not treated, uh, if it's a bad enough one, not treated right away, can kill you very quickly. Um, I, I know of a person that was on their, um, they're actually on their wedding night, they, um, her husband was, uh, new husband was, um, eating lobster, uh, didn't know he was allergic to lobster, um, had a severe anaphylactic and fell to the floor and died right there on their honeymoon night. I mean, talk about, yeah, talk about stuff that you, you know, you, you'd never want to happen to you. My goodness. Um, but, uh, so anyway, they're, consent what is exactly is consent you know now they were saying earlier this year or excuse me this is early in the year last year that they were they were they were saying that if you didn't get certain if you didn't get the shot there's a possibility that you wouldn't be able to go shopping or you wouldn't be able to work and um, basically they were naming off everything that the that would happen to you if you didn't get the take the mark of the beast um you know, you wouldn't be able to earn money and everything else. And, uh, well, that's definitely without your consent because you want to earn money. You want to go shopping. You want to feed your family and stuff like that. But if they're threatening you, um, anything that's a threat is, is not really, if you act on it, is not consent. It's coercion. You're being coerced to do something against your will, but it's not consent. So remember that when, um, when you know, when and if you, you go to get, you go to work someday or, um, you know, you go to, well, I don't know if you want to make a scene at the airport or whatever, and they're not going to let you fly because you didn't have the uh, the, the COVID-19 shot. Um, you know, well, you know, they're, they're denying you something uh, because you're not, you didn't consent to the shot. So um, anyway, it's, and again, that's coercion. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, if you want to go see your loved ones, you're going to go right out and get the shot. Or, you know, there are other things. You could take the train because they haven't thought about that yet. Although, hopefully I didn't remind them of it right now. But um, you could go down to Hertz and rent a car. I think it'd be fun to drive across the country 
instead of flying in a plane. Um, it might cost you less, actually, when you think about it, the way airfares are nowadays. But um, so anyway, it's um, it's something to think about that Bill Gates and his band of merry men, if they are men, um, there there's some people that believe that they're not totally human. And I tell you, the more I look at it, the more I'm kind of convinced that they may be right. Uh, but that's another subject for another day. Uh, but uh, they. They are definitely uh, trying to change this world so that they're the overlords. You and I are the slaves, and um, we will consent and do whatever they want us to do um, just so that we can maintain life. Uh, if you haven't read 1984, boy, you ought to go out and get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, we just finished it in an audio book. And uh, you know how uh, usually stories have a happy ending? Well, 1984 doesn't, and uh, it's uh, it was a real eye-opener. And, um, you know, Brian, you were talking about how, you know, they can hear you on the phone. They can track you. Well, straight out of 1984, um, it, it, I, I, George Orwell, if he didn't, if he didn't have some kind of prophetic gift, he was, uh, he was definitely, um, endowed with something that, uh, that gave him the idea to write that book. But, um, Maybe the enemy gave him the idea because the enemy knew what he was going to do someday. But um, so anyway, uh, Brian, um, I wanted to ask you a question, and mm-hmm. um, you know that uh, the, the the president carries around something called they call it the nuclear football, right? I guess that's because you can tuck it under your arm. It's in a briefcase, you know, and, and everything else. Uh, um. What do you think happened to the nuclear briefcase? Because isn't it supposed to be handed over from president to president by hand? And Trump left two or three hours before the inauguration. Um, legally, he could not have handled that off to handed it off to, to Biden because Biden wasn't president yet. Um, and I don't know. Do you, do you think that Trump still has it? That's a really good question because there was a gap. Uh, time. Usually, I'm not sure exactly, but, you know, there's a meeting of the presidents and it's handed off then and then the president disembarks and goes away. And so who who knows? It's just this has been the weirdest. I mean, obviously, it's been the weirdest year of the, my life, not just COVID, but what's going on with COVID and all the different lockdowns. And you can walk on the was it the wet sand of the beach, but not the dry sand? So it's just l- lunacy. It's just um, it does, there's nothing. There's no common sense in anything that's been going on. And then you talk about this. Um, I mean, I I can't imagine Trump leaving it on his in the Oval Office on the desk. Um, <laughs> I mean, you can launch nukes from that thing. You can literally, if you know what you're doing, you can get into it. You have a lot of. There's just no way. He would, he's not that kind of person. He wouldn't right. leave it there. So, I mean, did he take it with him? It, it seems like he did. Uh, I don't think he would leave it with an aide. He's not going to, unless he's going to leave it with an admiral, I mean, a general or something like that. Um, but it's weird because, as we talked about last week, Dave, that um, um, Biden didn't come. They usually send a military transport to pick up the new president. And bring him to Washington with an escort of fighters. Um, 
They didn't do that this year. Biden had to bring it. He had to pay his own way to go to Washington. He had yeah. to take a private jet. I mean, what is with that? I mean, I, these two things are tied together, uh, I think. So Trump leaves three hours early, which is really weird. And Biden has to take a private plane to come to Washington, D.C. Uh-huh. Something's up. I mean, and, and uh, I think I mentioned to you yesterday, Dave, uh, I, Bill Maher on HBO uh-huh. uh, uh, mentioned that, uh, uh, was it a few days ago or yesterday, on one of his shows, I, I saw the clip, and he made a more than one comment that Trump has been quiet for too long, and it's making him nervous. Why is <laughs> Trump being so quiet? He actually, his opening statements was about Trump, and nobody's heard from him. And why is he so quiet? And it makes him nervous. And, <laughs> and it's like the media is all nervous because Trump is so quiet. Why are they so nervous? You know, folks, when you're raising kids and you catch your son or daughter and they took something they're not supposed to take and you saw them do it, you know they did it, but they deny it and they backpedal. And they're like scared and they're like, you know, acting guilty. That's kind of how the Democrats are acting with with Trump. Mm-hmm. And he's gone. It seems like they would be all happy and they'd be all like, yay, we won. We've got the country. We can do what we want. But instead, a, a very prominent liberal, um, you know, person, Bill Maher, is worried that Trump is too quiet. Where has he been? And then he had a guest come on the show and he talked about it with the guest. So mm-hmm. it's really bothering him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what does Bill Maher know that we don't know? You know, what, what, sure. what, what, you know, it's, it's just everything you see, I shouldn't say, I'm not going to say everything because that's a, that's a pretty bold statement. I'll just say a lot of what you see on your little screens and big screens is fake or manipulated. Right. It's got some truth in it. The visuals we see, the, 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 the voices we hear, the, even the backgrounds of where they're at or what they're doing, a lot of it's fake or manipulated. You know, mm-hmm. even, the, even the models and the, the people that do modeling in that industry, um, yes, they're handsome, they're beautiful, but they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. And they're not perfect. And they have blemishes, but they have Photoshop. They have things that can make that person look like they're 20 years younger than they are. And uh, I thank God for that. <laughs> I like that. But the point is, um, they can do that with videos. They can do that with the audio. They can do it through our screens. They can show us what they want. And that's where they go back to these big tech companies they take our information where we eat, where we buy our coffee, where we go to church, and they bombard us with ads that pull us in those directions that we know we would want to go. And mm-hmm. they get us complacent. Um, the American dream is awesome, but it can distract us from what's really important in life. And when we're distracted, and we're not alert, and we're not tuned in to what God has for us and what's going on around us, 
we can be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be careful what we see. And a lot of the stuff that we see is fake. And our President Trump obviously said that all the time. So going back to um, the suitcase, I mean, it's really strange that Trump left early. It's really strange that Biden had to be brought to D.C. It's really strange that there's 25 to actually probably 60 to 70,000 troops in Washington, D.C., which is not that big. Right. Why are all these troops there? And they called in more troops tonight on Tucker Carlson. They called in more troops tonight. Now there's going to be 5,000 troops just at the Capitol. Now that's just the Capitol. Who knows where these troops are at stationed at? Not uh -huh. all of them have gone away. So why, why have all these hundreds of years of being a president that this president chooses to bring in the military to surround the Capitol and the White House? I, I mentioned to Dave tonight on Tucker Carlson that he had a screenshot when he went to a commercial break. And usually the Capitol is all lit up. You can see the steps and you can see cars. You can see the dome. You couldn't see the steps. There was a, some kind of barrier blocking the camera view. You can see it's dark. And this is a president that, was, that got voted in by a majority of Americans. Right. This is the guy that's so popular. He got 80,000, I mean, excuse me, 80 million votes. Mm -hmm. But yet he's got the army protecting him. He had a private airplane he had to bring to come there. Uh, Trump left three hours early, and I think Trump picked. I, I mean, who knows? But I got a feeling Trump took it with him. Yeah, I, I do too. Case. He's not going to leave it on the desk. Hey, here, and leave a note behind. Hey, here, here you go, Joe. Uh, here, take good care of this. It's been great for me. You know, he's he's not going to he's not going to do that. He's uh, Trump is a smart guy, and he loves this country, and he's not going to leave a suitcase sitting on a desk, even in the Oval Office, for five minutes without being somebody there. So I think he's got it with him. And if he's got it with him, why does he have it with him? And if he's got it with him, what's that mean? I'm just trying well, to read between the lines here. Maybe it he's going to bring it back with him when he returns. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. And yeah, and, uh, yeah I, I think that could be it. I mean, I don't want to give false hope people out there. I, I don't want to do that. But nothing is normal anymore. What right. I think you normal is not. And I don't mean to use the pun of the new normal because of the the vaccine, I, I, I don't like that. That's not right. a good normal. But the, this this whole Biden thing, the way the Congress is they're trying to impeach him again, and he's not even president. Um, the suitcase, the plane, the troops. I mean, there's more going on behind the scenes than you think. And if they're so, if the Democrats are so like happy they won, why are they so worried about this guy? What is going on behind the scenes? And I think, uh, nine, like we mentioned before, 9-11, uh, I believe, was an inside job by our government. Right. I didn't believe it when it happened, but I sure do now. And those type of situations are used as smoke screens to, for something even more sinister to happen behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So the whole... Um, storming the Capitol, that was Antifa and Black Lives Matter. 
And they had, as you saw, you guys probably know, and you probably know, Dave, that they found pipe bombs were planted nearby the day before. And right. this thing was staged before. So it wasn't just, it was a few Trump people that got caught up in the flurry, you know, flurry of it all. But it was right. planned by, and Black Lives to make it look like Trump voters were terrorists. Right. Now they're coming after us as terrorists. And it's one thing that the, the enemy does, and it could be a spiritual enemy or it can be the, a, a real, uh, like in war, they always try to distract you from what's really happening to you. So they'll, they'll, they'll make you think they're coming from the left side, but they're coming from the right. Right. You know, or they're attacking you head on, but and you think the whole force is coming straight at you, but they're coming from the backside too. Mm-hmm. And that's the Democrats. They, it, it's a lot of noise, um, a lot of smoke and mirrors. They never answer questions directly. They always um, blame it on somebody else. Everything is somebody else's fault. And this vaccine is used as a false hope for us to make us think, oh, we can get the vaccine. We can go back to work. We can go back to school. Right. Now they're saying, even with the vaccine, you can't, they're not going to take the mask mandate off. Uh-huh. Leave the mask mandate on there. Right. And, and social distancing, it's, it's, they are pulling out all the stops mm-hmm. to destroy our country, take our liberties away, and basically turn this country into a dictatorship. And I mean that. It goes yeah. from socialism, socialism, communism, dictatorship. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going. Right now, it's socialism. It's going to go to communism. And then it's going to be a dictatorship. Right. And this whole, uh, but there, there's something going on that's scaring them. And I think it's Trump behind the scenes is doing stuff. Right. And um, if he's not, and it's just guilt and fear because they know what they've done is illegal and they hope they don't get caught and they're living with that, that's on them. But mm-hmm. um, us, the American people, this is our country. We've that's right. fought. We pay their taxes. We pay, uh, folks, if we haven't forgotten, they're actually our servants. That's right. Amen. Us. They are servants. They're not leaders. They're servants. And what did Jesus say? You want to be first, you got to be last. You want yeah. to be a king, you got to be a servant. And these people are supposed to be servants to us. They're voted in by us. We pay their tax. We pay our taxes, pays their wages. But um, the power has made them mad. Not mad like angry mad, but just mad, insane. And they want more power. They think that they know what's best, how you should raise your family. Uh-huh. That's what they, they're telling us how we should, you should take this vaccine because it'll make you better. It, it's, you know, what's, what's that Mary Poppins, the medicine goes down. Just a spoonful of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to give us sugar, <laughs> take the medicine to go down. Right. And uh, we don't, don't take the sugar. Don't take that medicine folks. And uh, unless you, really research it but that's what's going on there they're doing everything they can right now what i see on the news is fear everything is fear right the tech companies they're coming after us the 
fake news, they're coming after us. Um, the government, Biden's government, they're coming after us. Uh, the FBI, the DOJ, and, and these other ones, now they're coming after the Trump voters. Um, the, the businesses that pay ads for like Tucker Carlson and things like that, now they're going after him and us. Right. And uh, it's just, but we can fight back. And what, uh, just a little footnote here, guys. Um, Mike Lindell, I heard, is going to run for governor for Michigan, I think. And, uh, and uh, he's been a big supporter of Trump, and he came out against um, – he, he, the false election, he was very uh, out front with that, saying it was stolen. Mm-hmm. And I guess Coles and uh, Bed Bath & Beyond and some others came out and said they're no longer going to carry his product. I just saw today on the news, I actually read it, uh, that Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, because they came out against him, their stock price dropped over 33% in yeah. the last few days. That's amazing. And you know what? We have the power, people. There's one thing, there's one thing that the Democrats and these people will listen to that motivates them, and that's money. Yeah. Money's the only thing that will actually curtail them. You start coming after their money and taking their money away like these these guys did in uh, Reddit. And the GameStop, some of you out there probably know what I'm talking about, uh, how they went after these hedge funds and they cost these hedge funds billions of dollars in just a few hours. Right. <laughs> I was like, it, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> and so, see, we can't see. That's the whole thing. The enemy and wants you to fear. And let's go to the spiritual part of this, Dave. It's okay, just for a minute. Yeah, sure. Um, for you out there that you're just you believe in god okay you believe in god and you there is a devil and there is angels there is heaven with god he always deals in truth he never lies to you he's always up front and he's never there to really he doesn't want to manipulate you and scare you to do anything he wants you to come to him in your own way at your own pace at your own time he loves you unconditionally if you want to know if God is ever speaking to you or Satan is ever speaking to you, here's Satan. Satan says, wow, if they only knew what you did. Wow, you're a bad person. How do you live with yourself? Wow, you just took that. That's stealing. How could you do that? You say you're a Christian. You say you're a godly person. Um, that's the difference. Satan right. is called, in the Bible, I'm not trying to do a lesson here, but in the Bible, he's called the accuser of the brethren. He's, mm-hmm. he's actually got many names, Lucifer, Satan, the Beelzebub, beast, yeah. Beelzebub, he's, he's, a, he's a, the father of lies. So God never brings fear on his people. He always brings hope, always, all the time. He brings correction, but it's always with love and hope. The yep. enemy always brings fear, and the Democrats Think about it, folks. When you watch the news, your local news, it's always fear. You better wear your mask. You don't want to be a super spreader. You know, you you go to church, you're going to spread it. You you can't have a Christmas together. If it's more than four of you, you could spread it. You need to wear a mask in your own home with your own kids now, or you could spread the disease. Churches aren't opening because they're so afraid of the disease or afraid of the government. I, I just say this boldly tonight. Fear God. 
fear him. He is for us. The enemy wants nothing to do with him. The spiritual enemy cannot even stand in his presence for one millisecond. And they vaporize. Right. He's God, Father. So I'm saying this is that anybody out there tonight, if you have any fear, give it to God. Give it to the Lord. He's not a God of fear. He's a God of love and peace and joy. Satan and his enemy, his demons, his fallen angels that we've talked about, fear, lies, and intimidation. What are the Democrats like? Fears, lies, and intimidation. Yeah. Smoke means they're saying stuff that's not true or it's got a little truth in it, and they blow it up. And it's they're doing it for one reason and one reason only. And it's not to help us have a better life in this country. It's to control us so they can have the power, they can have the money, and they can give it to their friends. That's what it's uh, about. That's right. Some of these, and not all these Democrats are bad. There's some of them, like uh, Chelsea Gabbard. Is that her name? Uh, yeah. Her name. Yeah, Gabbard. Yeah, she, she, I mean, I don't agree with her 100%, but she's a good woman. She She's good. You can tell. Um, there's, there's good ones out there. but There are good Nancy, Democrats out there. Yeah. 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 Nancy Pelosi. And she's actually come out against them about this stuff. Uh-huh. And uh, um, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, the different ones. There's You, know, you name it. You, you guys know who they are. You see them every night. Those people aren't out for you. They're out for themselves. Right. And uh, don't believe anything you can hear. And uh, trust God through all this. Because really, um, I, I'm reminded of in the Psalms, gosh, I'm going off memory here, folks. So please don't call, uh, send emails like, that's not the right verse. <laughs> but basically in the Psalms, maybe three, but it says uh, that God measures the earth. The, the oceans are about a drop in the bucket in his hand. Or like he can measure the oceans in his hand. He can man. He can measure the sky with the span of the width of his hand. That man is like like dust to him. It's like the nations are like a drop in the bucket, and God sits in heaven and he laughs and mocks at them because they they say in their hearts, mankind, evil men, say mankind, say we're going to break our ties of God. We are going to set up our own kingdom. We're going to do this. And I'm paraphrasing, and God says he laughs at them and mocks them and he crushes them in his way. That's our God. Yep. So that's what's how, and that's what we need to trust. It's like the five I wills of Satan in Isaiah. You know, I will, it ends up, uh, I will ascend to the throne, I will be God. Um, it's, uh, <laughs> I did it again. I had this whole thought in my head and it just disappeared. But, uh, oh yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, and we're speaking to the believers out there, but at the same time, uh, if there's any unbelievers in, in Yeshua that are, or Jesus that are out there, um, and you're like, well, you know what? Uh, uh, if they go after anybody, they're going to go after you. I'm safe. I'm I'm okay. Well, um, I might have a bad news day for you here because uh, the devil just doesn't hate Christians. He just doesn't hate Jews. He hates people in general. Because mankind was created in the image of God. All men were. Okay. And ladies. Don't get me wrong. Because ladies came from from Adam. But um, so all mankind was created in the image of God. So I, I always like to use the analogy that, you know, the Germans and the Japanese had they won the war. You know, yes, they would have purged the world of Jews. They would have purged the world of um, uh 
you know, everybody that had a birth defect. There, but once they purged all those people, then they would go. Then they would go to war with each other <clears throat> because it's a natural tendency. Because the Germans thought they were better than the Japanese, and the Japanese thought that they were better than the Germans. Okay, now let's just say that the Germans defeated the Japanese and annihilated them as a race, okay, or as a people. And all that was left on the earth was blonde-haired, blue-eyed people, okay, which is what the Germans wanted, believe it or not. Um, but there's there's a problem here because some Germans have brown hair. Some Germans have brown eyes. So then they would go after the Germans that had brown hair and then the Germans that had brown eyes, until everybody that was left had blonde hair and blonde eyes. But that wouldn't be good enough because then they would go after the Germans. Uh, the, 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 the Aryan was supposed to be tall. So if you were under five foot nine, they would probably go after all the Germans that were five foot nine to kill them all off. And it, it would just keep going until there was like one last man standing, um, you know, if time would permit that. Um, but... Uh, it just goes to show you that there are no, you know, God loves everybody. Uh, our Lord God, the King of Israel, he loves everybody. And I don't think he can prove it more than dying on a cross um, for the whole world. Just He didn't just die on a cross for Christians. Uh, we're a result of that happening. Um, but he loved the whole world that he wanted everybody to participate in this. You know, and, you know, there's people that scoff. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm free and clear because after you Christians are gone, the world will be a better place. No, it'll be a worse place. It'll be a much worse place because then they're going to go after you. There's, there's a poster out there. It had Trump uh, looking very serious. And it said, the reason they're mad at me is because I'm in their way. They're coming after you. You know, and isn't that the truth? You know, um, the devil's mad at all human beings, but Jesus or Yeshua is in the way and giving a way to to um, escape from that and even fight back. Um, so it's it's it might it might seem like a, it would be a better world if all Christians and Jews were gone, and uh, but no, it wouldn't be because it's the natural tendency of man fostered by the hatred of Satan that would cause man to annihilate every other man until there was only one man left. Um, a few years ago, I read a book. <clears throat> now, you could take this with a grain of salt if you want to, but it was uh, actually written by a woman who was taken to hell by, by the Lord and um, just to show her what it was like. And um, so, you know, he would go to different sections, you know, and there, there were people that were vile and wicked and stuff even while he was walking by. But um, anyway, there, there were people that walked up and said, oh, Lord, you know, and I was a pastor when I was on earth. And I, you know, I realized I made mistakes and I, I did things the wrong way. And oh, and if you would just forgive me and get me out of here, you know, I, I'd live a good life. I would, I would not do anything wrong. I would lead people towards you, lead, you know, and, and everything else. And then, and, and the Lord, looked back at them according to this woman and said, I'm sorry, but you know, once you died, your, your fate was sealed and they would proceed to start cursing at him and, and yelling at him and everything else, which meant that, you know, of course they were insincere about what they were saying. And that's, that's basically the heart of man, um, without regeneration. Um, it's, it's, you know, you can, you can be as nice as you want to, but there, there's a tipping point for everybody out there. 
and even for believers, don't get me wrong, because we can be pushed to, to the very boundaries of our of our sanity and, and our um, uh, what we can tolerate. Excuse me. And um, but uh, there there are, everybody out there has their their point where of no return, so to speak, or where they won't return for a while. And um, and and that point can be reached in some people very easily, and other people's it's pretty difficult to bring that out. But uh, um, some people, um, it can be brought out by just somebody looking at them the wrong way. Uh, other people, it would take something drastic uh, to bring out that that alter ego, so to speak, that uh, Mr. Hyde that lives inside of um, most people. And um, so, you know, it's it's while it's fair to assume maybe that, you know, you've got it made and that, you know, you're... Um, this life is good and everything else. And maybe this life is good for, for some of you. Maybe you've got a lot of money and you can go out and buy anything you want to. Maybe you're a philanthropist and you go out and help the poor and, and stuff like that. But there's going to be people in heaven that approach Yeshua and he's going to say, I never knew you all because you were doing it for selfish reasons. Not you, but that person was doing it for selfish reasons. And, um, so it's it's something to reflect upon, you know. Everything that we do, say, think, um, should somehow glorify God and bring everything that we do, think, think or say, back to a knowledge of the living God. Um, you know, whether it's uh, the one thing that just came to my mind. You know, one one day I was at work and um, and. One of the women at work, I don't know, we, we got into some kind of altercation. It was, something was said in the break room or something. I can't remember to tell you. Honestly, I can't remember what happened. And uh, and I was I was part of it. You know, I'm going to admit it. And, um, and so she came in and, you know, albeit it could have been in a different setting, but she came right into the station where I work, you know, and she's, oh, blah, 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 you did this. And I said, you know what, you're right. I said, you are totally right about that. And, and I did slight you and and everything else. And I, I just got to ask your forgiveness. And my goodness, you should have seen the look on her face. And, you know, she's a fairly, fairly decent person. You know, the look on her face was like, nobody acts like this. You know, um, what's going on? Nobody acts like this. Why? You know, almost like suspiciously, like there was something worse that I did that I was trying to cover up by by being honest and apologizing, it was, it was the weirdest thing, but, um, you know, but we worked it out and everything like that. And, um, so it's, yeah, I'll tell you what, I I think of all the, the hard situations, Brian, I don't know if you can probably agree with this, uh, all the hard situations I've ever had, uh, interpersonally is with, is with, uh, people that I've worked with. And, um, because, uh, I think that we expect each one of us as an individual, although we, 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 I hate to say the word collective because that's a communist term, but, um, although we are believers are kind of in a, um, hive mentality, the best I can come up with right now to where we have one leader and we're all basically working for him. Okay. Um, although we're in that situation, we're all individuals and we all have our little quirks. We have our, uh, our little likes, our little dislikes and stuff like that. And we try oh so hard to hide them all the time, you know? And, um, 
it always comes back to bite us in, in uh, posterior, so to speak. But um, uh, it's, I think it's important that, you know, that uh, we remain as transparent as possible. And that's one thing that the people in government can never do. Oh, they talk about transparency ad nauseum. You know, oh, we're going to have a, 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 you know, crystal clear government. Everybody's going to be able to see what we're doing. <laughs> well, I tell you, in this, in this government we got now, everybody can see what they're doing because they're, they're giving it away. Like, you know, it's, their transparency is, uh, is, it's pretty sickening. But, um, uh, the Democrats have always been, they think they're hiding things, but they're very transparent. I think is what I'm trying to say. And there, there are those of us, and we are many, who can see through that transparency or that veil, maybe is a better way to put it, um, that blurry, uh, greasy screen over the window that makes things look different. Um, and uh, But we can see through that. Uh, the Lord gives us the ability to see through that and to see um, the yuck factor for what it is. And um, although people think that they're pulling stuff over our eyes, no, we can see it. Um, the, the elite seem to think that we can't comprehend what evil is, but um, what they don't realize, especially for believers, is that um, except, well, I, you know, I'm not going to, well, I don't want to go down that road, but um except for a very slight few, most of us have been unbelievers and we lived out in the world before we came to faith in Yeshua. So we know what we're capable of and what we did when we were younger. And we know what the, the dark side of humanity is because we practice it. We lived in it for a number of years, some of us. And um, so when a person like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer or, or Biden thinks that they can hoodwink us, it's, it's not that easy. Um, I, I could spot a scam from, from miles away. Uh, have, having grown up in Bergen County, New Jersey, you know, it's all around you. Um, the mafia is there and, and, you know, it's, you just know when and where not to be, <laughs> uh, just by instinct. Um, I was working one day and, uh, this girl walked up to me and she says, you know what? Every time that I walk by you, she says, I, I noticed that you're, you know, when I'm on your left side, you're looking. And when I move to the right side, you're looking. And she says, and the only other person that does that here is Steve. Now, Steve was a pharmacist. And I said, there's a very simple answer to that question. I said, I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey, where you always had to watch your back. And Steve grew up in Chicago. I said, that's, that's why we're that way. You know, you never knew what was going to come at you from the back. And part of it's discernment, yes, but part of it's instinct. And I think that... Um, if we're not careful, the instinct can overcome the discernment, get us into a lot of trouble. But uh, we need to always be praying as believers and that that God will, um, Yahweh will uh, increase our discernment so that we're able to see things and we're not hoodwinked. It says that, um, that the deception in this world, the scripture says, is going to be so severe one day that it could fool even the very elect. Now, if you're a follower of Yeshua and a serious follower, you're one of the elect. Okay, and you have the discernment. You have the Holy Spirit whispering in your ear, telling you when when things are not quite right and everything else. And if something can be that strong to make you think that, you know, that the hoodwink is real, then that's going to be pretty strong. And it's going to deceive a lot of a lot of people that call themselves Christians. Um, You know, your your everyday every Sunday pew sitter or every 
uh, Easter and Christmas churchgoer and, and things like that are, are going to fall for the lie very easily. And um, those are usually the ones that are encouraging people not to go to church because of COVID. Uh, they don't want to get it, so they don't want you going to church and giving it to other people. Um, and uh, so it's it's something that we just have to we got to put up with for right now. Um, I don't foresee us going back to the old normal. I don't know about you, Brian, but I, I don't see it. I don't. I think that there's there is a new normal, although we don't have to accept it. Um, things have changed, and and they're not going to go back to to you know 1995 um, before everything got crazy and uh, with 9/11 and everything. But um, I. Yeah. So I do think that uh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, but I do think that we're going to, we're in for this for the long haul and that uh, it'll probably all lead up to uh, the B system, which hopefully we're not here for. So I'll end up, I'll end my endless talking. Oh, no, it was great, Dave. It was uh, was great. Um, You made a lot of good points and, well, thank spark you. My memory, uh, it sparked my memory, which usually it takes coffee to do that. But um, <laughs> it's um, I just, you know, just thinking about everything you were talking about, the vaccines, the country. And uh, I, and I, I agree. I don't think everything's going to go back to 100 percent normal. I think in the blue states, it's not going to go back to normal 100 percent. The red right. states, I think there's a chance. Yeah, it might go back to normal, depending on the Republican governor. But. I think what's going to happen uh, if Trump doesn't come back to office and Biden is in there, I think already I was I was going to say this early, but it slipped my mind that I read uh, yesterday that he was giving a speech and he he just babbled on and on and on. and didn't really wasn't really saying anything. He didn't make sense. And so, you know, there's been speculation. He's got early stages of uh, dementia or Alzheimer's. And right. I think that's true. Um, so what I'm trying to say is he's not going to be in office a long time. I, I already, I, I, as a matter of fact, what happened to him the other day, I think it was set up. I think they did that on purpose for him, his own people, to set right. up, to get rid of him. Because obviously he's, he's probably taking medications to help him function better. Mm-hmm. And who knows what's going on? Now, this is totally just my opinion. But I think, you know, they're behind their scenes saying we need to get him out and get uh, the vice president in there, Kamala Harris. And so maybe we should cut back on his meds a little bit. Maybe we right. should do this. Maybe we do that. I'm not saying they're doing that. But let's just say they're doing that. So he starts getting more and more dementia-like on, on television and interviews. Uh, they're going to use that as the excuse to do the 25th Amendment and get rid of him. And I think it's happening already. I think right. it's already starting right now. Uh, when I saw that speech and him talking, I'm thinking he's gotten a lot worse quick. Yeah. So I'm thinking they're already starting the process. And I think by summer he'll be gone. And um, if not, not too far after that. And I think what's happening too is if that happens – Kamala Harris is going to amp up things even more than him. Right. And I see already uh, Texas 
I've read some articles, I've done some research, Texas is ready to leave the union if that if it gets too bad. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna succeed and I didn't realize this, but when they became a state, they were wanted to be their own country before they became a state. And right. basically got talked into becoming part of the United States. But a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Texas has its own power grid. It's separate from ours. Mm-hmm. They're hooked up to ours, but they have their own too. They can survive on their own electricity. They don't need the rest of the United States to have electricity. They have tons of oil. They have a coastline. They have everything they need to be their own country or our, our independent state. And I think that could be a huge possibility not too far in the distant future uh, right. that that could happen. And I could see Florida going that way. But Florida's kind of landlocked. Texas, it, it, well, it's out on the peninsula. It's different. It's on the East Coast, so I don't know. But, but Texas... Yeah, I can definitely see that. Uh, they're talking about Idaho and parts of Oregon succeeding and you know, Idaho taking parts of Oregon in. Um, we've talked about that. Yeah, I'm Northern not sure California about too. Yeah. yeah, Northern California. But I, I definitely see uh, Texas leaving the Union. And uh, Texas, is, I've been there, and it's a beautiful state. It's a beautiful state and good people. Um and it's a huge state, not as big as Alaska, but it's it's massive. It's oh, yeah. big. It's it's bigger than California. California's massive. Mm-hmm. So um, that might be a place where a lot of people hearing my voice right now might want to move to someday. Because uh, these blue states, uh, unless the people rise up in my state of California uh, and change the governorship, change the legislature in Sacramento, um it's going to just be the same old thing. And uh, actually on that point, I saw today uh, they have 1,350,000 signatures to, uh, to put Gavin Newsom on, on a ballot to have a reelection to get rid of them. Good. So Very they're good. really, cl- they're really, really close to uh, doing that. And so that would be awesome. And I noticed uh, we talked about this last week that, uh, since they started doing this, and he's gotten lawsuits from churches and salons and wineries and gyms, he started opening up California. And so uh, the restaurants have been closed for two months uh, to complete dining except takeout. Now they have outside dining. The gyms have opened back up. The malls open back up. Mm-hmm. But not everything 100%. And I noticed the, the fake news in our local area is saying, Yes, the death rate's falling, but the hospitals are still full of COVID patients. Right. But then, but then they took the lockdown orders off. We don't have to stay at home anymore in California. But yet they're saying that all these people are still in the hospital. Well, then why are they taking the lockdown down? Right. So it's like I said before, it's all higgly-piggly. It's all over the board with these restrictions. It's because You know why? Because it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, folks. This was a real pandemic. Let's take the Black Plague. Okay, let's take the potato famine in Ireland. Let's take that. Half the population died. Okay, at least half. Um, I mean, people were being buried, literally hauled away in carts right off the streets. Right. That's a pandemic. That's a pandemic. Right. Okay. That hasn't happened here. We're going. We even at the height of this pandemic, we've been going to Costco. 
Okay, we go to the beach, we go to the park, we 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 you know we go to restaurants. We do st- even the height of this pandemic when everything was shut down, we were still going to the stores. This was a fake pandemic. It was a real disease blown up into a pandemic to control us and change our laws. Bottom line, that was it. Right. And Trump Trump got sucked into it. He had Fauci. He got lied to by some of his uh, people that he had in his uh, COVID team. Uh, he eventually got some other people in there, but he never got rid of Fauci, which I think was a downfall of part of his reason he was gone. Yeah. The Fauci stabbed him in the back and his deep state and got rid of him. And mm-hmm. uh, Fauci lied about the numbers. First, you could wear a mask, then don't wear a mask. And he says you can have sex with strangers, but you can't have dinner with your family. Right, right. <laughs> so it's just it's ludicrous and it's crazy. It's it's crazy, crazy. And that's that's the Democrats. What they do, they it's mayhem, it's fear, it's confusion, it's everything's but everything's out of control. But the Democrats, hey, we got a plan. We can save you. Everything's a mess. They create the mess, but then they have the plan to fix it. So they look like the heroes, mm-hmm. you know, and wow, we can fix this. And Biden, we're going to make America. We're going to, you know, get this vaccine. I mean, literally a week after his election, the lockdown started ending here. It's still going on, but it's been loosened up. Yeah. And now they're talking about kids going back to school and all this stuff. So um, and I think it was Gavin Newsom said, or I, I don't want to quote him, but I read or heard on our local news that by March, by the end of March, there'll be hardly any COVID people, COVID sickness in the hospitals. Right. right. How do they know that? How do they know that? Well, it's part of the plan. Yeah, exactly. And I think, honestly, to tell you the truth, I think that this is my, uh, the China plan this pandemic. I believe the Democrats knew about it from China because they're all tied to China. I believe they knew about this pandemic. They planned it, this pandemic to be done because it came out right in the last few months of the election in March. And, and it's weird how it happened. And I believe they were involved in this and uh, that it was to take down not just the president, but the big picture was to control the whole world because Ladies and gentlemen, and Dave, you, I mean, you realize this, that literally the whole world was locked down. Even the terrorist organizations were locked down. They didn't yeah, even do right. anything. They even wore masks. They even did this stuff. Lebanon, he, you remember the big explosion in Lebanon about four months ago that leveled part of the city? Mm-hmm. They were talking to people on the streets about it. And they were saying, it's been such a hard, this is Lebanon. It's been such a hard year. My business has been locked down. My family's been locked down. And now our city's blown up. So they were locked down too. Right. I mean, that's power. You can stop the whole world and use a fake, well, I shouldn't say fake because there are people that die from it, but a disease that's not as bad as what they thought to pass laws, control us, and do what they want to even tell us we can't sing to our God in worship, to the Lord right. in church. And there's still churches doing that. And I'm speaking to these churches. You guys, you don't open up. You're in sin. 
I'm just going to say it. You're yeah. a sin. You need to open up your churches. God commands you as you see the day of his son approaching. You're supposed to meet together even more and you're not. And you pastors out there are accountable to your people and you're accountable to the Lord. And he says, you need to open up and quit fearing man and fear him. It's an insult to God that you fear Gavin Newsom more than you do with the Lord. That's an insult. You're fearing a human being over a supernatural person who made this earth more than a human being. I mean, uh, less than uh, Gavin Newsom. Really? Uh You need to open up. And I I just have been on my heart because uh, where I live, a lot of churches are still meeting in tents outside. I'd say forget the tent. You're supposed to meet inside your building. God gave you a good building with electricity, heating, and water. You go in that building and you meet. And take off your mask and worship God. Start singing to the Lord, joyful noises to the Lord. That's he right. All our, he heals all our diseases. Mm-hmm. Paul reached into a fire to put wood on a fire, got bit by a snake, a deadly snake, and they were amazed that he didn't die. That's right. Are you, are you, don't, don't worry about your life that if you get sick or don't get sick. Worry about God who can take your soul and throw it into hell with your body. He can destroy both. And so, but he he loves us. If you know the Lord in your heart, he loves us unconditionally. He wants us to worship him and come to the mountain of the Lord. He wants us to give praises to him because he deserves it. He, he We owe it to him. He gave his son and Jesus went willingly on that crossing. He didn't have to do it, but he did it because he loved the father so much. He didn't just love us, which he does. He loved the Father because they've been together for eternity, and he did That's it for right. us. And now we won't go to church and worship him because the governor says it's we can't do that. And I just saw – I think it's in uh, uh, Scotland that churches are suing the government because in Scotland they outlawed worship in church. They actually outlawed it. Wow. And now churches are coming together to sue the government. Good. That could be us next. That could be us next. What are we going to do when they start all out? What are they? What are you going to do when they say you can't even do virtual church? Right. What are we going to do? So I'm telling the, the church. I hope they're listening. We can't let it get that far. We need to be back in church. Take off your mask. Start worshiping the Lord. Mm-hmm. Start doing these things. This lockdown has been devastating to our businesses, to our kids. Suicides up among teens and young kids uh, down here we had a they had a special on television a local program it was actually this morning on the news the local news um mental distress in the in the emergency rooms of our local hospitals it's been up over 30 or 35 percent in the last few months of mental disorders among 13 to 17 year olds yeah in the last that's right and that's just in, in the emergency room so what's going on there? Uh, panic attacks, suicide attempts, uh, just emotional breakdowns. Um, um, I know I know kids personally that that are, are really depressed. I don't want to get into it, but they're really depressed. They're young kids, and they're really depressed. They can't go anywhere. They can't see their friends. They're locked in their rooms. Remember, Dave, before uh, you probably remember this, before the pandemic hit, 
they used the experts, air quote, used to say no more than two hours a day of virtual learning, of, of screen time on a computer. No more than two hours a day. Right. I have a son. I have a, a, a son. He's 14, almost 15. His school is at least eight hours a day on the computer, just his school. And then he has to do homework. And his homework is another three to four hours on the screen. So he's yeah. on, he's 12 to 13 hours a day on his computer in his room as a school. Uh-huh. And he's doing good. But my point is, this is what the lockdown's done. This is what the Democrats have done to us. They've kept us out of our schools, out of our churches, and now they want it. They don't even want us to be together in the same house and so we have a mask on. Right. And our mandated mask for the next three months for uh, government facilities and stuff like that. So I, I'd say to my American brothers and sisters and my brothers and sisters in the Lord, enough is enough. Enough is enough. It's yeah, that's time right. to live. It's time to live. Yeah, I you agree. Know? I, totally I mean, agree. I mean, it's time. This is this is crazy. Uh, this isn't Iran. This isn't uh, Russia. This is not China. But you know what? It could be in a few short months if we don't do something. Yeah, I got to put it in the bud. Yeah, yeah, I need to just, um, get back and go to church and worship God and ask and pray to Him to help us. And anyway. It's just, it's been on my heart. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, I took the liberty of looking up the Black Plague while you were on, <laughs> while you're talking. And, um, love those and, cell phones, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anyway, um, yeah, the Black Plague uh, or the Bubonic Plague, uh, the Black Death, they called it. Um, 1346 to 1353, um, it was in Eurasia, North Africa. Um, Let's see, deaths between 75 million and 200 million people. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, wow. it's a lot. And and, wow. they're, and they're complaining about deaths here in the United States. What is it? Well, we Warner don't even know if they're true. You know, yeah, the numbers are fudged, I'm sure. But, um, you know, saying we have 400,000 and... You know, if that, even half of them were, were true, it's still pretty darn not too bad. You know, it's, uh, you know, and I, again, I got to stress that, you know, I'm not one of those that has lost somebody and I don't want to make it look like that. That's not an important thing because it is an important thing to lose somebody to disease, uh, death, you know, to a disease or, or to any, for anything, you know, but um, uh, it, it, it could be a lot worse and it isn't. And um, because it doesn't exist. <laughs> um, yes, people have died. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, there is some kind of virus going around, but it is not as deadly as the flu is every year. Uh, people die of the flu every year, and most of the time it's older people. Um, I know somebody who uh, their father just got, he was in the hospital, I think, for uh, four weeks. Um, and they wanted to put him in a nursing home. And uh, my friend said, no, you're not putting him in a nursing home. I'll never see him again. You know, I'll take care of him at home. And they're taking care of him at home. And he's doing a lot better, it seems like, anyway. And uh, better than he would in a nursing home, that's for sure. And um, so it's, when I say it's not as bad as it seems, I'm talking about in bubonic plague terms. You know, um, 
it's 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 something that we need to be concerned about, but it's something that we don't need to um, instill fear over. Um, the flu every every uh, fall and winter is is more dangerous than this thing is, and um, and I like that little. Uh, you sent me a little picture the other day. It had a milk carton. Remember, um, in the old days when a child was missing, they put a child on a milk carton. And um, but that one's this one said missing. Um, uh, the cold and the common cold and the flu, you know, been missing all winter, um, cannot be located and stuff like that. I thought that was quite clever, whoever made that, uh, because there is no flu this this year, you know, or, or it's interdispersed with uh, with uh, what they're calling COVID, you know. But if they're if they're that much the same, then there's no difference, if you know what I mean, you know. So what's the big deal? You know, it's, I don't know. I just don't, I see it as a ploy to gain control. Just like you said before, you know, it's, um, get the people afraid, like you said, and, um, and they'll do anything. And yeah, and you're right. Anybody, any church that's not meeting, that is in sin. I'm sorry. But, um, you know, if they could meet in churches during the bubonic plague, that's where people went and prayed, (laughs) you know? And uh, we all see, remember, well, if you've seen Monty Python, um, that movie that he made, uh, they were, you saw how they were bringing a cart down the street and people were just throwing people on the carts. That really happened. That wasn't a comedy skit. Um, like you said, uh, that, that was happening during the Irish potato famine too. They were just throwing people on carts, burying them in mass graves or burning their bodies, you know, cause that's a good way to get rid of the disease. But, um, Anyway, it's uh, it's a travesty that, uh, and if if we are to maybe someday the society will become sane again, and uh, in the history books it'll say, you know, you're not going to believe this. Uh, just like uh, when in the year 1000, when they thought that the Lord was coming back in 1000, and everybody was selling all their stuff and um, getting ready for the return of Jesus in the year 1000, you know, and. Um, it never happened. There was a collective sigh of uh, disappointment, and I think that the the history books in the future, if if we ever make it that far, um, we'll say we'll talk about the collective sigh that happened uh, because of this thing. And um, I mean that, that's if you know the the uh, the world isn't taken over by the elites by then, and all history is erased like in 1984. But um, Anyway, it's it's we certainly do live in interesting times, and we're we have to put up with interesting people, and yeah, put up with is is a kind of an understatement. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens this next week, this next month, and everything in Washington, and and it'll be interesting to watch uh, COVID finally go away, and until uh, we get another Republican president, and then we'll probably, you know, um, Fauci said in 2017 that Donald Trump will have to deal with a worldwide pandemic. I don't know if you know that, but he's on record as saying that. And uh, three years later, bam, look what happens. So it was planned. It was planned, and it was, uh, they knew that uh, maybe... I don't know. I don't know how they knew, but they were planning for a Republican president to get in there that they can embarrass and and uh, ruin or or take over, um, and force him into accepting uh, a new world order, a uh, one world system, and uh, he wasn't going to go for it. And 
the Lord willing and the creek don't rise and uh, our prayers are answered, hopefully, that uh, someday soon uh, those troops that are in Washington will be arresting a lot of those people that are in the Capitol. And I'm talking about the ones that work there um, and the people that infest the White House right now. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that things will return halfway to normal. Uh, it won't be. It won't be too much normal because it'll be like a civil war probably at that time, but it'll be something that'll probably be over with quickly. And then maybe we can turn a little bit the sanity in the world that looks to, at the United States for answers. And um, when it comes to freedom and liberty, we'll, we'll spur up against it. By the way, real quick, I wanted to say that there's a new website coming up called, um, <laughs> I can't even read my own handwriting. Um Hold on a second. I've got it right up here under my history. Um, the first part has happened. Dot. Uh, come on, work with me here. Let's see, that's bookmarks. I'm, I use um, uh, what do you call it? A different browser. Oh, happened. Dot network. And it's a group of people around the world that are tired of all this nonsense. Um, it's not a Christian organization or a Jewish organization, but an organization of people that see the lie, see the deception. Uh, we're talking doctors, we're talking bankers, nurses, um, you know, people that have high profile jobs that um, don't like this anymore uh, because it's impacting them financially also. And uh, it's impacting the world in a negative way. So, I went there today, and uh, right now you can only sign up for their forthcoming newsletter. But it looks like it's uh, they've got a video out that I'm going to send you, Brian, after uh, we get off the air here. Um, Julie okay, sent it to me. So anyway, we've gone over. So um, I know that it's pumpkin time. <laughs> so <laughs> should... <laughs> I want to thank uh, really quick um, uh, Windsong because she's kind of kept the conversation. With, she kept with the conversation, has asked a lot of neat questions. And uh, she always, uh, I don't know, there's always a few questions that she asks that spur us on in, into uh, directions that uh, that we need to go or, or enforce what we're saying. So uh, kudos to you, Winsong. You're awesome. Thank you. Um, so, Brian, until we meet again next Monday, uh, may the Lord be with you and uh, and uh, protect you and and your family and just uh, guide your ways in every way imaginable. Thanks, Dave. And same to you and God bless you guys and our audience. And we'll see you next week. Definitely. Okay, guys. Good night. Good night. Bye.